It's the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. Time now for a special edition, as we will call this one. Anytime you have an opportunity to talk to a living legend or, and somebody who's been so impactful in sports and influential to a lot of young talent throughout Chicago and, na- and nationwide, you got to call it a special edition. And this is truly a special edition as our guest needs no introduction from me, at, but I will tell you a little bit about it. Our special guest for this edition of the Coach's Chatter is none other than Dorothy Gators of uh, John Marshall High School, the Lady Commandos. And what she's been able to do is mold young minds, and she has some great talent that she's put out here in the world, in the WNBA, in the college ranks, and it all started here in Chicago for her. She's eighth nationally all-time in wins as a girls' basketball coach. She's the winningest basketball coach in Illinois high school history. That's boys or girls. She's a living legend in my in my eyes, and I had the pleasure of sitting down with her. She's uh, 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 just a very influential person, not only to players, but to also coaches. She's a women's basketball Hall of Famer. And now we give you the rebroadcast with our sit-down with none other than Coach Dorothy Gators. Here's part one. This is the Coach's Chatter on the H2S2 show. Steven Spoon Ramsey alongside whom I like to call a living legend in the game of high school basketball. Coach Dorothy Gators, welcome to the Coach's Chatter. I am glad to be with you. Coach, let's get right into it because there's a lot of things I want to pick your brain about. Let's start off with when and how did it all start for you, your love for basketball? Well, I always loved basketball. I guess, um, you know, as I grew up, the West Side has always been a hotbed of, uh, of talent. And so basketball was a thing. When I came to Marshall High School, they had just won the state championship. So maybe you didn't know Marshall High School boys were the first to win a state championship from the city of Chicago. No, I didn't know that. They absolutely were. So I was a fan and, and proud to, to be known as a commando. So that's, that's when it all started, when I was a freshman in high school. Now, when did you get into the, the coaching rank? I started coaching in 1975, and I didn't know what I was doing, but no one else wanted to coach. So I was the last person on the rung. So after everybody else had been asked, do you want to coach? It finally came to me. So I said, well, you know, I'll give it a try. So that's how it started for me. Based on your career, Coach, they say the best for last, right? Well, I don't know. But, you know, I was so fortunate to, to be in a situation where talent was all around me. So my job basically was not to mess them up. And I learned that real soon. In your career, you've built some phenomenal friendships with some historic people in the game of basketball. Who are the most influential friendships or relationships you've built that have influenced you as a coach? Well, I would say uh, right here at Marshall High School, uh, I was uh, fortunate and blessed to work with uh, some Hall of Fame coaches, uh, Luther Bedford, uh, who coached uh, not only basketball, but football and baseball. And uh, he was an outstanding uh, athlete as a collegiate and high school player. So Luther Bedford coached the boys team and Al Williams was his uh, steady assistant, who is also a Hall of Fame coach. So all I had to do was like sneak in the gym and just kind of watch the practices and steal information from them. And uh, so 
And that's how it really started for me. Coaches face uh, a lot of different challenges. Many of us as fans, we only see the wins and losses. But in your career, what are some of the challenges that you've faced over the years? Well, it's always been a lack of funds. And uh, so uh, we started off. Uh, with my first team, it's, I went and bought some M&Ms, and we started selling them, and we got our, ourselves some little cheap uniforms, and, and then uh, we were able to drive the kids to games. and So now at least we have a bus to our games, and we have a couple of sets of uniforms. But it, it was all a great great experience for me, and it, and it was a fun challenge. And the kids just loved playing basketball, and I loved being around them. So um, it, it really wasn't a difficult challenge at all. It was, it was just a fun experience. Coach, how did you come to build this girls' traditional powerhouse basketball program here at Marshall? Well, as I stated before, uh, the area where Marshall High School is uh, was surrounded by a lot of talent. This is the era, area where Mark Aguirre, Eddie Johnson, Skip Diller, my kids all played basketball with them on the playground. So if you can play with those guys, you know, then, you know, you, the girls are going to have a difficult time with you. So, I, I, you know, it's just my blessing that it just kind of fell in my lap. That was great, Coach. Now, I want to go and, and get your, your feelings about being inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame in 2000 and also about winning your 1,000th victory a few years ago in 2014. That's how, what was your feeling being inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame? Well, it gave me pause to, to think about, you know, how it was that I had arrived there, although uh, I was already a member of uh, some a couple of Hall of Fames here in Illinois. But the reason, uh, because of my induction is because of the kids that you know, participate in our program. So they're the reason for it. And so it's not just a victory for me, but it's a victory for them. It's an honor for them as well as it is for me. And what about your thousandth victory a few years ago? It was pretty humbling. Again, it goes back uh, to having a fortune of having so many outstanding athletes, knowing so many families because of these kids and the things that these kids accomplished through participation here at Marshall and then having opportunities to go on to coach and play uh, all over the world. So, you know, it's, it's a testament to them. Now, Coach, you got numerous state championships. I'm going to pick your memory now. What was your best championship run that you can recall? Uh, well, I don't know about the best, but the most memorable was winning our first state championship. Uh, we had went to the state tournament undefeated, I think, two previous years. And I think the first time we finished fourth and we went back again with a loaded team. I mean, Probably had seven D1 players, and we finished third. And, uh, boy, that one really, really hurt. And, you know, had they had a coach, a real coach, I'm sure they would have won both of them. So uh, we came back again, I think it was 1983. The previous year we had graduated one of the best players to ever walk through Marshall High School, and that was Janet Harris, who later became a three-time college All-American. You received so many accolades when she was in college. And regretfully, you know, we couldn't win it for Janet, but we, we, we were able to win it. You are, if listeners don't already know, you're the winningest coach in Illinois basketball history, boys or girls, and you're still doing it. Does it make coaching easier or a bit harder? Well, uh, I think in some aspects it's easier because you know you've done it before the preparation knowing what your goals are for the year and, and how do you get from point a to point b and so that uh, part is easier but at the end of the day you know you, you need talent 
I think talent wins out. So, you know, I mean, you could have the best strategies that you think, you know, anyone has, but it, it, it's, it's a job for the players. Once they throw that ball up, and it's up to the players to go out and do what you've taught them to do. Coach Gators, you have molded countless names of young women through your guidance and discipline, hard work, both in the classroom and on the basketball court. What motivates you to keep coaching, or is there another milestone yet for you to reach? No, I, I never started coaching, you know, to, to, to win, you know, X amount of games and be a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, I just enjoyed the sport of basketball. I enjoyed uh, working with young people. And uh, I do love to win. And I don't think there are many programs that are going to outwork us. So, I mean, we put in the work. And uh, if we're fortunate that everyone is healthy and focused and, you know, have the talent, you know, if it is to be, then, you know, we'll win it. Uh, if not, we just start all over. But we, we've had some amazing teams and we've had some not so amazing teams. And so, you know, it kind of humbles you when you get teams that don't have any talent, especially we're a pressing team. Then all of a sudden I get a team and uh, we can't press. We only end up with eight steals <laughs> in four quarters. I was like, oh, wow. But, you know, you'll get through it. So it, it kind of humbles you. Coach, this group this year on your team is currently ranked number 12. And is a, they're a quite talented group. Talk about this talent a group of young lady commandos here at Marshall on, the, on this year's team? Well, um, our seniors started off in our program uh, four years ago, and uh, we had a, a pretty challenging schedule. In several games, we lost by 50 and 40 and 30. And so, you know, I just had to try real hard to keep their morale up. And then we had some seniors who quit the team because of these young kids. And so we only had eight kids when these kids were freshmen. Uh, but, but they were a very talented group, but also very challenging uh, because they had pretty much had the run of their teams in elementary school. So it was important to try to get them to understand their roles and, you know, what their jobs were on the floor. So, you know, we've, we've come full circle with this group of kids. I'm looking forward to them graduating and going on to college. Now, that was part one of our sit-down with the great Dorothy Gators. Now, there's, a other, uh, there's another role that Coach Gators plays, and that's the role of athletic director. And when we, when we return after the break, we'll talk to her about the responsibilities she encounters as an athletic director and how that's helped her and the influences that have helped her deal with that role. It's the H2S2 Coach's Chatter right after this. High School Holla. It's the H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show. Stephen Spoon Ramsey holding it down. My man's. Craig C-Dub Wallace will call us remotely in a minute. Now, you heard part one of Coach, our sit-down with Coach Dorothy Gators. Now we're going to talk to her a little bit more, but we're going to talk to her about a different role she plays as the athletic director at Marshall High School. It's more. Here's the second half, part two, with Dorothy Gators. You balance two roles here at Marshall. You are athletic director as well as head coach of the girls' basketball. How do you balance the two? 
Well, it, it's not that difficult. As athletic director, I'm responsible for making sure that our coaches have everything that they need to be successful. As a girls basketball coach, I've got to be able to direct and mold these young ladies to be a hard competitor on the floor, uh, to be an academic outside of the gym. And so uh, that's probably the, the hardest one is, you know, trying to keep the kids on track for a season. Final question, Coach, and this is kind of like three-part question, utilizing your athletic director role. What would you tell young coaches just getting started in coaching? First of all, um, I think that they need to respect other coaches more. Uh, I've seen games that got out of hand simply because the coaches didn't have any respect for each other. And so then the kids see it, and that takes the game to another level because I think the players uh, want their coach's approval. And so... They may, they may figure a hard foul is going to get their coach's approval. I think that there needs to be a little more respect uh, among the coaches because the coaches sometimes get carried away with their talent and knowing that you are going to go full circle. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, what school it is. At some point, you're going to have peaks and valleys. Now, Coach, what would you advise a coach who's still trying to build up their program? I think they should find a veteran coach and, and, and maybe try to make some of their practices, if not some of their games, and just see, you know, what their coach is doing and how the kids respond to them. Because basketball is a very old game. And even if you're a new coach, you're not going to build a different wheel. It's going to still be basketball. So I, I that would be my advice. And lastly, Coach, what about a coach who's just not quite finding the win column yet? What would you encourage them to keep doing? They may have to switch sports. <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, I mean, you have to put in the work. And, and, and you will see the fruits of your labor. It may be a marathon for you, you know, and you may want to sprint. But, you know, so what I tell my teams now, every year is a marathon. I mean, my best teams were teams that I had uh, when I first became a coach. And so even though I didn't know a lot, I didn't have to know a lot. You know, they knew a lot. So I, I just kind of watched the games. So, you know, if you're just starting out and you're not having a lot of success, you know, it, it will happen. But sometimes you need, you know, you need a little more direction and you can find it if you want to. And I don't want to finish this interview without mentioning Coach John uh, McClendon, I don't know if you oh, yeah. are familiar All with coach. coach. Correct. So coach came into our program doing the eighties and he was so instrumental in, in helping me, uh, to organize our team and to play to our strengths and, you know, try to uh, overcome our weaknesses as best we could. Yeah. He was an, uh, an amazing influence. You have a tremendous following, a tremendous fan base. I'm one. What do you want to say to all those who supported you throughout your years, who also given you much love and shown you much love and your teams? What would you say to those who are listening? Well, I certainly thank the people who have supported our program. Uh, being a coach of a girls team um, has had its drawbacks uh, in terms of our attendance. Uh, we, we would win the state tournament and come back and maybe two or three people would be here waiting for us you know but it, it has paid uh, gigantic dividends because many of these kids have have gone on to do tremendous things with their lives and i know and they know that it would not have happened had they not participated in sports well coach let me just tell you not only from a fan base but from the show we thank you for giving us your time and taking the time to talk to us it's been an extreme pleasure of mine and thank you for being a guest on the coaches chat well, it was an enjoyable interview, and I wish you nothing but success with your program.
Now, I hope that you guys enjoyed that uh, rebroadcast with our sit-down with Coach Dorothy Gators. But I do want to tell you guys of an event that is coming up next week. It's the MLK Dream Classic. It is a tremendous classic. And we want the city of Chicago to come out because it's a, a, a classic mix with boys and girls games. It's a three-day event. The first day kicks off at Marshall High School, uh, John Marshall High School. It's a $7 admission for students, $10 admission for adults. And when you pay that admission, it's an all day. You get to see all the games for $7 and $10. $7 for students, $10 for adults. That's all day admission. The first games are being played on Saturday. That's January the 14th. And you're going to see the likes of uh, Harlan taking on East St. Louis. Trinity versus uh, uh, teams from Florida, Marshall and Madison. Uh, there's a drum line, Rickover and Manley, Farragut and Von Steuben, Urban Prep, St. Vincent, Bogan is in there, Phillips is in there. Uh, hey, my man, Curtis Randall's South Shore Tars are in there. They'll be playing. Riverside is in there, Danville is in there. It's about close to almost 30-some teams or more. And it's a boys and girls tournament. We want you to come on out. The first the Saturday's games will be played at Marshall. Sunday and Monday's games will be played at Malcolm X College. So we want the city to come out, support. I will be there. C-Dubs will be there. And the H2S2 crew will be there. So we want you to be there and support head coach Dorothy Gators and her event. It's been a long-standing event. It's been going on for a while now. And there's been some great alumnus come out of this ball game. And there's some great talent to be seen from all over, not just Chicago. Coach Gators has brought in teams from other cities, other states that have competed on a higher level. So this is going to be a hot, hot MLK Dream Classic tournament. You can also go and learn more about the tournament from MLKDreamClassic.org. That's MLKDreamClassic.org for more information about the uh, the classic, the teams that will be involved, and, and the times. We only got six days. It's next Saturday. It kicks off at 9.30 a.m., January the 14th. First games will be played in Marshall. And then the next two Sunday and Monday games, again, will be played at Malcolm X College. A lot of teams or high school is in there. Longwood is in there. Uh, Urban Prep is in there. Uh, also, oh, Prospectus is in there. Coach, Coach Jesse Hardy, he might be in the building running, uh, trying to recruit for track stars and all that, you know, the 700 meters and the 800 meters. And then he might even bring his friend Putin with him. You know, he might even come there. KG might show up with him, you know, Pudding. And, and, and Simeon Wolverines, my man Ralph, might be in the building as well. So you come on out and support the MLK Dream Classic. We got more H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. We're going to talk City Hoops right after this.